Hello all. It has been a while since you have heard me on this track. Uh, it's been a while since you've heard anything here, and I would like to apologize and explain and reassure in roughly that order. Uh, first things first, a quick apology. Yes, it's been a serious delay in our editing and our cleaning. Um, I don't think it's much of a secret. Uh, we have met every week uh, with some interruption for the past couple of years. The problem has come in getting this cleaned up. We are people with a lot of other things uh, in our free time, and this kind of got neglected, and that's not ideal. Um, thankfully, because of Puckle and because of uh, the hard work that we have other people uh, willing to help us with, we are able to start to change it a little bit instead of getting these uh, 40 to 60 minute things, we'll be getting actual full sessions. Um, this is mostly just because we have so much backlog. We would literally never get through it all. For reference, you guys have listened to roughly nine sessions, more or less, in 15 episodes. I think we're just over 80 of them right now. So there's just no possible way that we would ever get, get through that. You guys, you guys deserve better. So what we're going to be doing is cutting them putting the music, backtracking, uh, we're still going to cutting noise as best we can. The early stuff was just a mess. Uh, eventually we got better, we started like listening to uh, some yelled feedback, we got individual audio tracks, uh, and that's coming, so that's going, going to be better. Just know that it, it does improve, and I thank you so much for your patience in all of this. With that out of the way, I did have something that I wanted to to do with you and to share with you all. Um, PTU is a very complicated system. It has a lot that's stacked on top of each other, and while I think we do a pretty good job of both following the rules and not having it be a problem that the audience has to deal with, there was a lot of, like, how do you do this that ended up getting cut. There's some that's still in, I'm not going to lie, but... By and large, it's been cleaned a little bit. Uh, it's a very rules-dense system, and I thought it would be fun to, as, as a bit of a stop cap until we get that new stuff finished up, if I was able to walk you guys through uh, a small bit of uh, character generation. Uh, I did this more or less with the players. Um, Sublime, playing Virgil, he was actually fairly familiar with the, the game system, um, but the other players, I mean, Shamu had done like a, a really short thing, you can find it on YouTube, it was, it was a lot of teaching and a lot of explanation there, but it wasn't too bad. Seth had never played an RPG, and um, Viger and I had a couple of conversations, but he mostly walked himself through character creation. Uh, that was a mistake. Not that he's bad at it or anything, but just because information didn't get conveyed about this incredibly complicated game. So I, I want to uh, kind of walk you guys through how I create a character and how I create a build. Um, I am going to be making a character at level one and we're going to level them up all the way to, I think I'll do to about level seven. I think that's about easy enough to do. And if you're gonna start the game, 
I would recommend starting at level 1. This isn't D&D where level 1 is a tax. I think you can do a lot at level 1. Uh, but also, I think that at level 7 is when you start to get into like a lot more of the technical stuff. So I think, I think that's a good place to start. Um, a note for the people listening here. I uh, will not be building a trainer combat uh, build today, but if your DM allows it, that's perfectly fine. There are a lot of options. So I'm going to take a quick break to listen back to a second or two of this audio, and we're going to pick right up here in a moment. I hope you enjoyed that, that break as much as I did. Um, it's actually been seven years, and I've fought through multiple civil wars on the uh, southern slopes of Georgia. Uh, but here I am, back again, ready to help you. Um, so the first thing that I do is different than the first thing you should do. Because the first thing you should do as a player is talk to your dungeon master or game master. I'm not even sure what PTU uses as its official term. We just say DM, because this is probably getting a little too in the weeds. Um, you need to talk to your DM. Uh, there are a bunch of source books that are legal if you want them to be, or they might totally violate the setting. Uh, if you're in a trainer combat heavy campaign, I don't recommend playing a non-combat class as your first one. Uh, if no one's playing combat, totally fine. Just don't play combat. It's free. It's great. It's fun. Game system works. Um, if some people are going to be, you should too. Uh, at least have some, some options. Um, the first thing you should do is talk to your DM. Um, the three questions I like to ask are, uh, is trainer combat going to be a large part of this campaign? Uh, the second question I like to ask is, how serious uh, are you are you expecting the tone to be? And third, what have the other players done? Uh, the first one's pretty obvious. It just kind of gives you a headspace with which to work. If you want to be someone who runs up and punts a Pikachu halfway across the beach, there are classes for that. You, you want to know if, if that's something you should be spending your time on. Uh, the second question, um, I have made many goofy characters. I have made many serious characters. Mix and match in a party doesn't work super well. Uh, and with that in mind, I also don't like to step on other people's toes. So if I talk to someone, they're like, oh yeah, um, we've got two players other than you, and one guy did an ace trainer commander, and the other guy did like a chef. I don't want to do either of those things. I want to let them have their build, I want them to feel like they're important, and I want myself to feel different. Um, if you have like some conflicting things, please talk to the other player and, and, and see like if there's something you're willing to work out, if there's a dynamic that you could play into, but just be prepared that, you know, first come, first serve. So the game starts you off picking skills you want to be good at and skills you want to be bad at. And I think that's really smart. Every character should have flaws. Um, but for me, I went ahead just a little bit and I decided I'm going to build uh, a type ace class because I think those are fantastic. Uh, most of them are fairly balanced to each other, uh, and it's just fun to have. Um, so one thing uh, is it's very difficult to start as one of these classes, so I'm going to be kind of like hand-waving some requirements. I'm going to say that, hey, my DMs pre-approved my starter to be of the right type so that I can meet that requirement. Um, but the first thing you need to know when you are making a PTU character is uh, skills, edges, and features. Uh, they're three different things, and they all interrelate in some very specific ways. So 
We'll start with the easy one, skills. Skills are what you can do. Uh, these include things like acrobatics, athletics, charm, uh, your ability to lie, your, which is your guile, uh, how much you know about the world, how much you know about nature, uh, how sneaky you are. These are all just classified as skills. Now, unlike D&D, there's not like dexterity or like stats that help you make your skills better. You just have a value in your skill. Everything by default starts at rank two. And you can pick one skill to start at rank four and one to start at rank three for yourself. And everyone gets those for free. But you also have to pick three things to suck at. Uh, for reference, if you have a rank two in a skill, you take two six-sided dice, you roll that, that's your result. If you have a pathetic, and you have to have three skills of pathetic, uh, you only get to roll one die, and that is really bad. The average on one dice is like three and a half, average on two is seven, and there are a lot of things that you just can't do if the best you can possibly do, a six, is worse than the average of most players. You're gonna suck at three things, and that's perfectly fine. Everyone needs to suck at something because that's where teamwork can come in. Um, if you're talking to your player, your other players, and you should, you should have that kind of communication. Try not to have too many pathetic skills that overlap. Uh, you don't want the entire party to be terrible at like athletics, and then you have to run a race. Uh, if everyone sucks at the same things, one of two things is going to happen. One, you're just going to fail every time that shows up, and that's no fun. Uh, if you don't even have a chance, and two. Or two, your DM's just not going to have that skill tested, and you're not playing a very holistic game. You're, you're starting to limit the, the potential stories that can be told, and I, I think that's a shame. So this character, I haven't decided much about them, but I have decided that the skills that I need them to have uh, are going to... Well, they're going to feed into their classes, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but the ones that I want... Uh, someone I want this, this character to be really good at um, I really want them to have uh, a really good grasp on their if you can't tell why I'm stalling here I'm trying to look over the sheet because I had a, I had a note here um, I want them to be a uh, fairy type ace and for that that means charm or guile so they have to be either really good at lying or really good at just being nice and the more I talk about that, the more I'm just like internally tired of having to make those. Those are such common stats, which is good, generally. But uh, I think instead, I'm gonna take a last second and throw all my planning out, which you probably will too. Um, and we're going to build a, you know what? Yeah, I haven't done, I haven't done a psychic ace before. So we've got focus or occult education. Focus is like how good you are at like concentrating and uh, occult education is just like how much you know about spooky stuff. So um, I'm gonna take my rank four and I'm going to put that in focus. And that little keystroke is me putting the four there and then I'm just gonna type focus under my adept. Go and find the Google Sheet, uh, the Google Sheets uh, character sheet. It's invaluable, it'll save you so much time. Um, and for novice, I, I want this character, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting this uh, mental image of someone who's very cool-headed, uh, very level-headed, uh, so I'm going to give them a command, because I don't think they're very intimidating, but I think 
they they've got some gravitas to them. You know, they're they're, they're easy to listen to. Um, and so I, I think those are that. So now we got to pick skills that we're gonna suck at. Uh, I don't think this character is very good in a fist fight, so I'm going to give them a pathetic combat. Uh, combat isn't like their Pokemon battling ability. Combat is like their hand-to-hand -hand fisticuffs, and I think this guy is just trash at it. I think they're they're just miserable at doing so. Um, and I think also they they don't get out a lot, and I'm gonna put a pathetic in survival. That's like your your tracking and your foraging. I think this guy's just kind of uh, never. I think he's just a city. A city dweller. He's never really had to deal with that. And um, I'm gonna give him. I, I like the idea of someone who's really intense, but like really bad at being scary. Like they've got all of this this uh, concentration and focus and intellect, but they're really bad at threatening you. It'd be like he says something that like I think it just keep saying he but I, I really haven't decided but, but I just imagine someone being like and now Mr. Bond is the time that you die or something to that effect it just completely undercuts uh, any any aspect of, of being threatening I, I think that's hilarious at least it's, it's funny to me but it's funny in a way that I think could be interesting I don't think that'll be like oh I'm gonna make this joke and fail intimidate checks a lot I think I think it's just you know it's kind of a fun quirk yeah um you can give your character background a name that's what you've just built the three pathetics an adept and a novice uh rank four rank four is adept rank three is a novice and you have rank ones are pathetics you can give it a name um I'm gonna give it the name um Mr. McPsychic Look, I'm creative in other places. The stuff that no one else sees, I'm very planned. Um, and so with that, that has basically decided our, uh, I can't think of words. Um, that's decided our skills. Um, so now we get to talk about edges and features. So features are what make your character different. Everyone can do everything except what requires a feature. Uh, classes are just features in this. You can have up to four different classes. I don't recommend starting with more than two. Uh, there are some times when starting with three can be appropriate, and while you can technically start with four, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't. You're just setting yourself up for a lot of frustration down the road. Um, but uh, features are very powerful. They allow you to do cool things but they have prerequisites. Uh, edges tend to be very weak effects. Mostly it's raising skills with uh, what they call basic skill edges. Um, it's just getting those ranks up. That's how you get a skill that's at rank two to rank three, and eventually the stuff that's at rank four to rank five or even six. So because of that, uh, edges should probably be looked at as half of a feature. They're about half as strong as a feature. Uh, and they, they build and, and let you take the features that define how your character can interact with the world. You, you get four features and four edges at level one. They can be taken in any order. They just have to all be taken at level one. I don't have, 
I don't think this is going to be a huge problem, as well as you get what's called the training feature. But those are special, and I want to go over them separately, and I'll probably do that a little later uh, as we go along. So the class that I want to give my, my trainer is called Type Ace, and it uh, there's one for each type. Um, they're all very fun. If you are ever having a hard time, like if you're like, hey, I want to play PTU, but I'm trying to figure out my character, just pick a type and look at it. They all use different stats, they all have like very different abilities, and they all come off as really fun. They really show how much fun you can have in this game without throwing a punch. So um, the psychic one, uh, to qualify for that, I need either focus or cult education at rank three, and we've got one at rank four, so that's perfectly fine. Um, the other prerequisite is that I have a Pokemon of the chosen type. And so when I make my starter Pokemon, we'll just make sure it's a psychic type and make sure that I had it before the game starts. Shouldn't be a big problem. Get DM approval, so it really won't be a big thing. They'll just probably say, oh, you want to do that? Sh sure, you can have one. Uh, and then the other thing that, uh, because I don't have two Pokemon to start the game with, um, maybe you do and then you don't have to worry about this, but I'm going to take the feet not the feet, not the feature, the edge, Elemental Connection. And I'm gonna take the Psychic version of that. So Elemental Connection is a very simple thing. You don't need anything to uh, qualify for it. You can just take it as an edge. And it's Pokemon of that type. You get a plus two uh, to dealing with them. And a lot of classes will use them. Uh, the Elementalists that all of the players have taken in this campaign, those are all require a Elemental Connection. Uh, Type Ace also does it. Other than that, it's just kind of meh. I wouldn't take it. Um, while we're looking at edges, uh, I want to leave two edges open for, for ranking up other skills because I want this character to have a lot of uh, things that they're they're good at. Um, I am going to take the feature, not the feature. I keep saying feature. It's an edge. Uh, I'm going to take the edge, train the reserves. Um, this will let me, instead of, you can train Pokemon every day for bonus experience up to your command rank. So if I have a command rank level 3, I can only train 3 Pokemon. Train the reserves. To get it, you need a command rank of 3. And it doubles the number that you can train. So you can now train 6. That's a full party. That's perfect. <laughs> this point that you start to get more most people don't like go to their box and train even more so it's fine just take train the reserves i i don't actually like how good it is because it feels like it's mandatory um so just make sure that you get that by about level four when you're making your character if you're, you're planning ahead i would try to get that by about level four um because that's about the time when it starts to be a problem if you can't train your pokemon train your, your whole party i mean I've got two edges decided, but I don't have two others, but that's fine. I can come back to this. We can do these in any order we like. So type ace, uh, I need to take that. I've now got all the pre prerequisites met. I've got a Pokemon with type to be determined. I've got a type link skill at novice. In fact, I've got it at adept and I've got elemental connection. So that means I can take type ace. This is one of my four classes. And what type ace lets me do is really underwhelming um you you have to take the class to be able to take all of the stuff within it um so type ace itself is weak but the stuff that it lets me do later is really cool um but the thing itself it lets me spend what are called tutor points if i ever do you know what i'll get into tutor points when i get to the pokemon because that 
that just makes more sense. But uh, all you need to know is it lets me spend those to give it uh, abilities. And these abilities are basically like Blaze or Overgrow or Torrent, but I can make it for Psychic type. Um, I, I, I want there to be flavor, so I'm gonna call it uh, Overthink. I'm gonna call it Overthink, because that's a good pun. Um, it lets me do either a version that's like, gives me five damage with it all the time and 10 damage if I'm hurt, or one that every time I use it, I get a, a, a defensive boost. Um, so those are two fairly weak abilities, but hey, now I can take other things from the Psychic Ace class. Now, I have to go to that page. There's a lot of page hopping in this book and you just kind of got to get used to it. So we have gone down to the Psychic Ace features, and the first one that I have to take, because everything else requires it, is called Psionic Sponge. So what Psionic Sponge lets me do is, hey, uh, my Pokemon, instead of moving, they can learn a Psychic move known by one of their allies until the end of the turn. So yeah, it's like, okay, I only know confusion but my ally over there has Psybeam so I'm just like okay uh, this turn I'm just going to go use my ally Psybeam and that's fantastic it's kind of weak it's not super great but hey it gives you options um, particularly if you eventually have multiple Pokemon fighting for you at once which you can do at high level that, that gives you options so that's fun um, and so from here we have a couple of options uh, I could take the other type ace feature for Psychic called Mind Break. And um, that's a fun thing and I want to get into what it does, but I don't I don't think that this I don't think I want to start with that. Uh, I think that's something I want to do as we level up. So what we're going to do instead, uh, what I want to do is look at other classes uh, while we decide exactly what we want the rest of this to be. I think, um, because I did do a little bit of forward thinking when I decided I wanted to have a high focus rank, um, there are a couple things I could do. One that would be kind of fun would be trainer combat, because focus and elemental connection psychic, I've basically qualified for the class telekinetic, and I could then give my Pokemon my own psychic type attacks with psionic sponge and that sounds really strong and really fun on the other hand duelist would be a class uh anthony took that it's a it's a fun thing where i could use it to be just a trainer i wouldn't ever enter combat and i kind of need to decide which one i want to do um I think I really like the idea of being able to telepathically communicate to my Pokemon my own moves. Like, this character is so overwhelming with their their psychic ability that it kind of flows out of them and like powers up their Pokemon. Like that seems really cool. I think I gotta do it. I think I gotta say I I set out to make a not trainer combat class, and I made a trainer combat class. The opposite has happened to me as well. <laughs> um, if my DM had said, hey, we're not doing trainer combat, I wouldn't do this. I would do duelist instead, but we're gonna look at telekinetic. 
I do not know all of the uh, prerequisites, but it looks like I have met them except for the Edge Iron Mind. And we're gonna take it. So the Edge Iron Mind just means people can't read your mind if you don't want them to. Fantastic. <laughs> um, we're gonna take the uh, telekinetic class then. Uh, and that gives us the telekinetic capability. Capabilities are like things that you can just do. Pokemon tend to have them more than trainers, but here this lets us do special attacks. Um, so that's fun. and lets us like lift things with our mind. Fantastic, all sorts of fun. Um, it doesn't give us any moves, so we're going to use our last feature to take PK Alpha, which will let us learn the moves Kinesis and Barrier. Uh, both of these do different things in PTU than just in the normal games. I'm putting them in to double check what they are. Kinesis will like let us do uh, surprise accuracy penalties, maybe letting us or allies survive a hit we probably would have gotten hit by. Barrier just makes Mr. Mime walls. Fun. And the fact that my other Pokemon can use it make those a lot more interesting to me. So, uh, we have one edge and technically no attacking moves, though we can do uh, special struggle. Uh, struggle is just basically like an unarmed attack. We can make that with our special attack. So, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna take what's called basic psionics, and that's gonna just teach us confusion. So not only do we have Kinesis, Barrier, and uh, we also have Confusion that our, that our Pokemon can pull from. Uh, and that sets us up with all of our edges and none of them boosted skills. Which is the primary focus of edges. <laughs> so um, just make sure you're aware uh, that you want to boost your, your uh, skills. The good news is I don't think I need to worry about this anymore. Because... I think between these two classes, I kind of have enough. I don't I don't need to go and grab a whole bunch of other edges. So um, that brings us to the last thing we need to do, the last two things we need to do before we wrap up level one. Um, every time you take a class, uh, a stat, bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm talking in circles and it's very weird. Um, every time you take a feature, some classes will give you a stat. So the fact that we took two from telekinetic, we got two free points to our special attack. Um, we have 10 points to spend, we have uh, 10 in our HP, 5 in our attack, 5 in our defense, 5 in our special attack plus those other 2 makes 7. We've got 5 special defense, 5 speed. I'm just going to do what I do with every character, stick 5 into speed, because you can only put 5 points into a stat at level 1. After that, you can put as many into anything as you want, but at level 1 you can only put 5 in for a trainer. Um, from here, I'm going to put two in our HP, and I'm going to put three in our special attack, because I want that to hit relatively hard, and ten, ten's not, not terrible, like it's, it's understandable. Um, and we also need to decide on a training feature. Now training features, and you can definitely hear the clacking as I uh, move over to them. Uh, training features are, they're basically uh, a free thing that everyone gets one of. You bypass the prerequisites, you just get it. 
what they do is when you train, you can apply a passive buff to your Pokemon, whereas a standard action, you can give it to them again. You can double it up. Um, they come in four flavors. One uh, makes your movement capabilities better and gives you plus four to your initiative. Um, one uh, makes your crit range and like how often your burns and stuff goes up. Uh, it's called Brutal. There's Inspired, which like makes you better at like not hitting yourself with confusion and dodging attacks. But the one that we're going to take is Focus Train, which gives you a bonus to your skill checks and a bonus to your accuracy. Um, this only applies to your Pokemon. I just think that, you know, this character being very mentally aware is, is where I'm going with it. Um, so with that, we are completely built at level one. If we were starting at level one, uh, I would build my Pokemon, but I want that to be enough of its own section that we're just gonna wait, we're gonna hold off on that. Um, and so with that, we get to move up to level two. Um, level two, uh, there's a little chart that tells you what you get at every level, but I'm just going to tell you for level two. We get one edge and one bonus skill edge. Um, our edges here uh, let us boost our, our other skills and our other stats, uh, and that's what I'm going to be primarily using them on. Uh, we can now boost things up to rank four. We couldn't do that at level one. We started with one thing at four, but we couldn't have made our, our level three of four with an edge. So with that, um, I'm going to take my bonus skill edge and I'm going to raise my perception because that's a skill that we roll a lot and I like the idea that this character is very aware of what's happening around him. I, I want him to be cognizant and I don't think I need any other skills for like a class so I can just kind of put them into flavor into things I really want the character to be good at. So I'm going to raise you know what? I think I'm going to raise this character's Pokemon Ed. I, I want this guy to be a psychic trainer, but I don't want him to be necessarily, like, versed in a cult. He's interested in it as an elemental type more than he is interested in it as, like, a force of the universe. In fact, I think he might find that whole aspect of it to be kind of silly. Uh, he thinks that like people who get all wrapped up in the mysticism are missing the science um, Maybe if I took him further I could make him into a researcher uh, But I think I think with what we have right now, I think that's good. So with that we also get a uh, Stat point from leveling up. I'm just gonna stick that in HP uh, from there we we just completely wrapped up level two congratulations you leveled up and we're gonna move on to level three. Level three gets us a feature and a stat point. So we're gonna go and take Mind Break because um, I talked about it a little bit. I wanna go into what it does, but it's just kind of fun. So uh, for, as a standard action, so instead of attacking or doing something like that, we, we get to do this. Um, we target one of our Pokemon and we say, we're binding to AP. AP is a resource. You get five at level one, and you pick up one every time you hit a number divisible by five. But long story short, you've got at least five AP. When you bind it, it's inaccessible, but it's not spent. Uh, you can't spend it, uh, but you can unbind it, and then you can rebind or spend those. It's just kind of out of play. 
Uh, so you bind your two AP, leaving you three to play around with. We don't have any other uses for it right now, but hey. Um, and then while it's bound, uh, your damaging psychic moons get, uh, it's more likely that they'll trigger their secondary effects and they'll deal extra damage uh, if your opponent is having nightmare, is confused, if they're cursed, if they're disabled, flinched, infatuated, ra uh, enraged, or if they're under the effects of an, a status called suppression, which is basically torment on steroids. I realize that I'm being very family friendly in my language comparatively, which is kind of funny, but I don't feel the need to change, so we're just going to keep going. Uh, with that, we also got an extra point uh, of stats, so I'm just going to stick that in special attack. And that was level 3. Like, you start getting, like, once you build the character, like, get that first thing down, it's really not that hard to level up. Just got to keep in mind what you can and can't do. Like, I still can't raise a skill to level 4. Level 5. We're moving on to level 4. Um, that gives us another edge. We can raise a stat or we can take uh, a different edge. And I think what I want to do is I think I want to raise this character's perception again. I think I want to take their perception up to four. Um, because everything just comes out of focus, um, because I only need to care about one skill, I have a lot more wiggle room than a lot of my other party members might. So I'm going to take perception up um, and Pokemon education. These stats, they're useful to have. I keep calling them stats, but that's how they, that's how they work in my head because I'm used to a D&D brain. Um, because I have that, that wiggle room in my build, I'm going to take those uh, and help with some of the common skill checks because I don't have to go into multiple different stats. Uh, multiple different skills to to take my my different classes um i got another stat point i'm just gonna stick it in special attack for a total of tw uh, i was very confused because i said 12 and then it said 13 and then i realized i added two so that's a mistake um but yeah so we're up to 12 special attack totally reasonable for a level four character running around hitting things with confusion not ideal but here we are uh and that brings us to level five now there's really nothing good that i can take out of psychic gates right now so we're gonna go over to telekinetic um and see what what that gets us uh, pk alpha was the last thing we took um we don't have expert focus that is rank five we only have rank four uh and we can't get rank five until we get to level six so right now we can't take that but we can take um we can take PK combat, which would allow us to use weapons, but we would use our focus instead of like combat. So even if that we have a really weak combat, we could like mentally swing swords at people. And that's kind of hilarious, but I don't, I don't necessarily love that for this character. Uh, but the other thing we could take is called power of the mind. And it gives us uh, an ability which is interesting because that means it's a I'm a trainer with an ability, and that's really cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to take that uh, power of the mind, and that gives us a free point to our special attack as well. Now, because of that, I'm also just going to stick uh, another point into special attack. We're now at 14. At this point, I should probably start investing in my defenses, and I probably will. 
Uh, and if I would go longer in the game, I would probably start building that way. Um, but we're only going to level 7, so I, <laughs> I don't think it'll go very far defensively. But we get to pick an ability, and the abilities we get to pick between are one called Interference, and one called Levitate. Now, I'm lining myself in Interference. Uh, interference, um, oh, so it's a standard action, so instead of attacking or something, we just drop everyone around us, we drop their accuracy by two. That's actually not as bad as it sounds, but I think I like the other one more because it's straight up levitate. We can run four, uh, we can run five, or we can levitate four spaces a turn. But the fact that we're immune to ground type attacks, I really think it, I think that's just better. Um, I don't think that interference is bad. I just think the fact that it takes a standard action is just it's too much. It's too much. Um, so with that, we uh, have ourselves a level five character that's just fully made and good to go. But we're not done yet. Oh, we're definitely not done yet because I forgot that you pick up a bonus thing at level five level five um you get to pick one of two different things you can either take two edges uh so that's really good or you can take two points to your attack or special attack stat and then every even level you'll you'll get more um i'm gonna take the special attack and if you are playing a trainer combat you should too um that bumps our special attack up to 16. um if you're not playing a trainer combat having extra it's not two edges. I'm mistaken. It's a general feature. Um, general features are basically features that aren't tied to a class. Uh, a good example of these would be something like Quick Switch, which allows you to switch, uh, basically turns the game to Shift instead of Set uh, to steal from Pokemon. Um, or something like Commander's Voice, which lets you do different things as uh, swift actions, which are basically you get to do more things in your turn, which are good. Um, it's just not as good for us as the other stuff that we can get. So we're going to take a special attack. So from there, we are now level 5 entirely. And we get to move on to level 6, which also has some bonus stuff. Level 6, we get an edge, and we unlock the ability to go up to expert. So I am going to get that expert focus. And that, that's good, because that will unlock something in type ace and, and a couple things in telekinetic, actually. And we're going to get to that in a second um but we also get a bonus skill edge we can't use it to take anything up to four so we can't raise that perception so instead i'm going to take general ed and i'm going to get general education up to rank three and that's that's fine 3d6 decent it'll help with a lot of basic checks from here uh we also get another stat i'm gonna put it in special defense i think i want this character to have mental defenses more than just not being able to get hit on the bones side of it so that's fun and yeah that's that's level six it was a quote-unquote complicated one uh and don't forget you i've got a bonus little special attack thing because i hit even numbered level uh so that gets me up to 17 special attack which is kind of hilarious uh we're gonna go to level seven now and that gives us a couple of options the first thing i'm gonna do before i forget i'm gonna throw that point into special defense it's easy to figure out your stat points on level up, particularly if you're not doing everything back to back. It just happens so far apart. And that gives us a couple options. Um, we could do the feature from Telekinetic called PK Omega, 
which gives us the moves Telekinesis and Psychic, which are both very strong. Uh, psychic would be the best uh, special attacking move that we have. Currently, we're still using Confusion, and that's not great. Uh, the other option that we have is we could do what is called Psychic Resonance, uh, where uh, if your Pokemon hits something with a Psychic-type status move, we can use Encore against the person, which is just brutal. It gives them a random status effect in this game. So just being able to do that for free is really good, but we also don't have a lot of Psychic status moves that target things. Um, I guess we can trigger this off of Kinesis. So that's, I mean, that, that's good, but I, I think I want, I think I want to give this, uh, I think I'm going to give this to PK Omega. Because that, that just helps us out so much. We get a special attack point from taking a telekinetic feature, and we get telekinesis, and we get uh, psychic. And that's just so much more damage than confusion. Uh, confusion was dealing, uh, for reference, 1d8 plus 18 plus, uh, 1d8 plus 8, that was how much damage confusion does. Psychic does 2d10 plus 10. It's just a lot more. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, and all of our Pokemon get Psychic because they can use uh, Psionic Sponge to learn it from us. So it even helps us be better uh, Pokemon trainers. That's good. That's good. Um, if I was going to a higher level, I would take Psychic Resonance next. But that's not really surprising, so I'm not going to worry about it. And that gets us all the way to level 7. And it only took me 45 minutes. And if you're ever confused, talk to your DM when you're doing this yourself. This is not meant to replace learning how to play the game. It's just supposed to be a tool. So with that, we've mostly wrapped up our... Oh my gosh, I'm going to sneeze. I'll spare that. I apologize. That was the sneeze to end all sneezes. And I uh, did not mean to inflict that upon you. We're moving on to the Pokemon. So I'm just gonna make one starter and I'm going to make them at level five and then I'm going to level them up to 15. And um, I need a psychic type. I already went ahead and planned the other thing that I was gonna use when I was doing a fairy. I was like, oh, we'll do Igglybuff, it'll be funny, it'll be kind of fun. I can't do that anymore because now I need a normal type. Not a normal type, now I need a psychic type. Now. Ralts would be an easy answer, but Ralts is just, eh, it's just something people know. Abra, Abra has problems being a starter and it doesn't learn attacks. So we're gonna do something else. I'm gonna go to the, the Pokedex here and I'm going to very quickly go over the psychic types. Now, one thing to note in this game is that just because a Pokemon's good in the base game does not mean it's good here. And that largely comes down to a, a thing called base stat relations. And we'll go over exactly uh, what that means at another time, a very upcoming time, a very close time. But just know that uh, sometimes you can't get abilities that you want right away. And sometimes uh, your stats are in a, w in a way that makes it difficult to use. We have Ralts, we have Abra, we have Gothita, we have Solosis. Those are the ones that evolve three times. And let's say that your DM uh, gave you that restriction. Those would be the ones that you would use. Um, but let's
its UTM is a little bit nicer and just said it has to evolve. It can't be like a legendary or something crazy. I want to look at, oh, that's terrible. We're not doing Spoink. I briefly thought we would do Spoink. I was incorrect. We will never do Spoink. Um, <laughs> we're going to instead do, you know, Natu is good. Natu is weirdly good in this system. We're just gonna do Natu. So you're gonna go to your sheet, you're gonna put Natu in on the species thing because you need the Google Sheet. And it's gonna auto-populate the stats. It's great. Pull up in the Pokedex, look at the stuff that you want, and um, we're gonna start it off. We're just gonna give it 40 experience because that gets it to level five. I know that off the top of my head. Don't worry, the sheet tells you how much EXP you need to every level, so just, just follow it. The good news is it's very easy to give this thing in nature. This game includes HP natures because of how natures work. Uh, essentially, they give you a minus to a stat and a plus to a stat, and then that's gonna modify how you can spend points. Look up the base stat uh, relations rule if you are going to play. Uh, but essentially, if you have a stat higher than another one, like if you have more stat, like Natu has a higher special attack than its defense, uh, you can't raise your defense higher than that special attack. You have to keep that hierarchy in order. Um, there are also natures that affect HP. So um, I'm going to actually increase Natu's frankly pathetic HP. Uh, and I'm going to lower its attack. So up HP, down attack is uh, called cuddly. We have a cuddly not to. Um, now that means looking at its stats, its attack has to be its lowest stat. I am okay with this. Its highest stats have to be its speed and its special attack. Um, one can be higher than the other, they don't have to be tied. And then everything else just has to be above its attack and equal to or lesser than its special attack, which is okay. Um, Natu also starts with two tutor points and I am going to immediately expend them. I'm going to uh, pay two tutor points to use my typeface feature and we are going to give Natu over, what I called it overthink, which is just type not strategist. What is the thing called? I have played this so long. Last chance, we're gonna give it last chance with Psychic. Um, it's basically just overgrow, but Psychic type, I call it overthink, it's last chance. Okay. Natu. <laughs> uh, Natu is a great Pokemon in this. It's got a bunch of useful abilities, but it doesn't have a lot of really good starting moves. Uh, the good news is I don't have to start the game with this thing. Um, it has Leer and Peck, and at level 5, that's all it has. And it doesn't have any way to use its special attacking stat, so that's bad. Except it kind of does, because remember how we have that uh, psionic sponge? It can temporarily borrow confusion from us at level 1, so that's pretty good. That uh, helps. That helps a lot. Um, otherwise, it doesn't get a special attacking move until level 20. I'm internally screaming. 
uh, but it does get things like tutors and TMs and your peer DM should be able to help you. Uh, if you're doing things like egg moves, then yeah. In fact, let's say your DM's really nice. Let's say your DM is like really nice. And uh, they're gonna give you a single egg move that they get to pick. And they, they look at it, they look at your uh, terrible situation and then they beat themselves in the head because there isn't an egg move that they can give that isn't overpowered or just a physical attack oh not to not to you break in my heart i guess synchronize but that doesn't count um they look at it and they go hmm let's not give you an egg move let's give you one of your tutor moves and they just go congratulations you get air cutter it's not that good but it's so much better than peck uh, if you're a DM, I strongly, strongly recommend that you give your uh, player's Pokemon, like, an egg move. Help them out. Let them use what they like. Let them use Pokemon they're invested in. Not every Pokemon starts the game out great. Even starters can sometimes be painful to use for far too long. So we're going to move into uh, stats. We're just gonna give not to, um, we have 15 points to spend. We're gonna put eight of them, yes, half and one into speed. Give that yes, 15 speed. So how s defensive stats work is like any number divisible by five gives you an evasion point. Don't wanna get all the way into evasion, but let's put it like this. Numbers divisible by five are better for your defensive stats and your speed. So with that in mind, we're gonna put eight of them to get us up to 15 speed, means we don't have to invest in it for a long time. I'm gonna put three points in uh, Natu's special attack, and I'm gonna put four in Natu's HP. And that's gonna give me a Natu that's pretty fast. It's got a decent special attack that it's only using for air cutter, but that's fine. Uh, and occasionally it's going to be uh, pulling Psionic Sponge, it's going to be pulling Confusion. That's fine for a starter. It's not amazing, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, and so we also need to get an ability. Natu has two basic abilities. When you look at a Pokemon's abilities, it'll have uh, a list of them. Uh, the only ones you can pick at level 1 are the basics. Uh, at level 20, you get advanced. And at level 40, you can uh, pick between any of them, uh, including the high. Uh, you're probably going, wow, not to magic bounce would be really good. I can't get that until level 40, because that's its uh, high ability. So what we're going to take is uh, we have our choice between Synchronize, which does exactly what Synchronize does, or the one we're taking, which is Early Bird, which just makes you, I don't want to say immune to like confusion, but it makes your life so much easier when dealing with them. Uh, early bird is in this game like fantastic i think it's one of the best abilities uh it's an unsung hero uh, especially if you're like not just playing a one shot if you're playing a prolonged thing oh early bird Mwah. magnifique which is so weird to say about early bird but it's true um and we're gonna level this not too up i'm gonna do the stupid thing and just not put the exp we're gonna take not too up to level 15 because that's roughly the level your pokemon is going to be uh in in the game so what moves does not to learn well at level six it gets nightshade at level nine it gets teleport and that gives us our fifth move but don't worry you get six in this 
which lets us move to when we learn our sixth move, sixth move Lucky Chant, which isn't that good. But hey, um, we now have uh, an option because at level 17, we could learn Stored Power. And I think that Stored Power is better than Peck. So we're gonna forget Peck. We're gonna learn Stored Power, even though currently we can't raise our special attack. What this does do is A, gives us an attack with a range of 10, which is bonkers. And B, uh, now we can use a Psychic move without just relying on Psionic Sponge. It's a little late to do that, but hey. Also, I just realized that we only get that at level 17. So we don't have that, we still have Peck and everything is terrible. Uh, but Natsu actually isn't that bad. Nightshade being able to deal a fixed 15 damage. Sure, that's fine. That's not as bad as you'd think. Uh, Air Cutter at will. Great. Um, we can use Psychic by using Psionic Sponge uh, to learn it and then hitting pretty hard with a Psychic type attack. Uh, or we can use telekinesis, which like makes someone stuck in, in place. It's actually brutal. Uh, I think that's that's pretty good. And now we have 10 more stat points, because you get a stat point every level. And I'm gonna put one more in HP to give it 10 HP with a max, it, there's a formula, but just know that HP does not go one to one. It's not like if you have 10 HP, you only have 10 hit points. The 10 is then used in a calculation. I can't even pretend to be interested. So we've got nine more points. I'm going to put five of those in special defense, tying it with our uh, special attack, which is fine. It just can't be above it. And then I'm going to put the other four in a special attack, which gives me a 14, which is reasonably hard hitting. And that is our, our Natu. Um, it's... It's a fine Pokemon. I, I wouldn't be disappointed with this. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, so with that, we have our Pokemon, our Natu. It's a cuddly little Natu. We've got our trainer. Um, and I think now is the time that I want to really drill down on like backstory and stuff. Um, I've been kicking around the idea of, and you kind of heard me banding it about, I have not stopped recording other than to sneeze, and I kind of haven't stopped talking either. My mouth is very dry, but we're going to keep going. Life is uh, suffering for your art, and then you die. Uh, it was going somewhere. Oh, yes, uh, they are a type specialist. They are type master. I think his thing is that he is sick and tired of... Psychic being treated as like a magical thing. He thinks that there's a, a rational explanation for it, or at the very least, a natural explanation for it. That psychic energy exists as a force of nature that can be studied and controlled. And he, uh, he himself has psychic powers, but he doesn't think of himself as like magic or connected to the essence of the universe so much as he thinks that he's like hooked up to this unexplored uh, part of human human experience and I, I I wasn't sold on playing a male character but I think I think I think this is a, a male character this is that that's who who is coming to mind for this um, I think he went to school and uh, decided to to go on a journey to learn more he just wants to be 
more experienced about the world, kind of like Virgil in a lot of ways, actually, but um, he's coming from it in this place of, uh, instead of wanting to have magic be cool and interesting, he wants to break down the fundamental laws of the universe and understand them. Uh, kind of wants to bend them to his will just a little bit. Like, I don't think he's evil, I just think he's ambitious. I think he sees himself as potentially a very powerful uh, not only researcher or battler, but also just a force of personality, which um, he tries to use as an aura of intimidation, but it comes across as just the stammering nerd trying to get up in your face. Um, which is kind of funny, because he's probably a pretty dangerous threat. He's got 18 special attack and psychic, so uh, he'll use telekinesis, he'll like lock someone up in the air and just beat on them with his brain, and they just can't do anything about it. But he comes off as this arrogant, self-assured prick. Um, I think it'd be very interesting to play as this character, um, to to get over it, you know, to, to like learn to loosen up and deal with other people, um, to to balance the, the self-mastery and the discipline and the the harshness with um, more softness and understanding other people's positions, and depending on the campaign, uh, maybe even like come to acknowledge uh mysticism and understand that it has a place in the world or maybe that it doesn't maybe the campaign pushes him to try to eradicate it like i can see a lot of different arcs um this is a kind of character i would like to bring to a table uh because to me there there is enough going as far as goals and desires and character that enough background detail where I feel like I could make rational decisions based on who this character was. Like, I, I feel like I could roleplay. But it's flexible enough that I don't feel locked into any given role. I don't think that I would be obstinate if it's like, oh, you now can't train or battle, or we're now doing something revolving other characters, or I'm not going to go and steal the... I'm not gonna go randomly pick pockets at the fair uh, or set fire to uh, a random stall because of like random moral quandaries. Um, I think it's just a character who is ingrained enough in the world to, to react to it, but not so the protagonist, so the hero that it's gonna throw everyone else off. And it'll be fun in a group. Um, people who are nice might kind of rub against him and you know have his cynicism wear off or uh, just refute it to his confusion and frustration like there's there's dynamics there uh but i don't think any of them rely on him being mean and mean is the operative word there um you can have a character who's rude and not be mean like anthony has spent multiple sessions where he's just off doing his own thing because he's being edgy but he's never mean about it um, when he's arguing with the other characters, it's always goofy, goofy, ha-ha. Um, and everyone's okay with that. Everyone's on board. And I think that that's important. I think you really, we really, uh, you really need to be clear about that. Um, that your, your players can have inter-party discord. Uh, this is more of DM tip, but also, I guess, party tip. It's player tip. It's everyone tip. Um, inter-party discord is only fun if the people around the table are still having fun. And I think if you approach pretty much everything in the game with that mindset, I think that's probably the best thing to do. Now, I haven't made a name, I haven't made an age, I haven't made a tight backstory, but you know, 
I think I've made enough where if someone said, hey, do you want to play this character in a campaign? The rest of it would fall into place. And for me, that's where making a character kind of ends, at least in a vacuum. Once I have a setting and world to ground them in, I'll take this rough outline and I'll give them a name, I'll give them an age, uh, I'll give them a, a more defined backstory that, if nothing else, find a town that, that it's supposed to take place and be like, yeah, no, he's from this city and that's where he lived his life. Um, but without more context, this is kind of the most I can make. It might not be the most you can make. You might want to do something more defined. Viger came to me with a backstory before I came to him with a campaign. Um, on the other hand, Seth didn't have any idea of like what his character was when he started playing in that. Also worked out. We like settled down on a character, but I don't, I don't think he would do that again. I, we've talked. He's, he said as much. He wants to have a bit more definition when he begins. Not a ton, but just some. Uh, so from here, if you've got this much, talk to your DM. Show them the sheet. Don't just say, these are the classes I'm picking. Let them look it over. Let them look at the numbers. Let them look at the backgrounds. Let them look at your Pokemon. Let them check it over. And if you're going, but hey, what if they then build encounters that are really hard and mean? Well, then your DM's a dick and you don't want to play with them to begin with. But they could also do that by accident, by not having the full information. They could build encounters that are way too easy or way too hard if they don't know what you're capable of. Everyone is on the same team. Everyone has to be on the same team. And the first part of being on a team is communication. So, communicate. And with that, I think it's closing time under the prism uh, tower. Prism tower? Yeah, in the basement of the prison tower studio thing. It's closing time. Be good to each other. And I'll catch you next time. Things are coming. Monsters are real. And oh boy, does it go so many fun places. Stay tuned. And thanks for staying with us.